And I've been so afraid of anger for so long because I was in a domestic violence situation. And then, you know, I just, I was scared of anger. I was scared of my own anger. You know, I just associated that with like violence and all the other, you know, unfortunate things that can come from it when it's not harnessed and, and mastered. But anger is such a gift. I'm so glad I get mad because I do some of my best work when I'm mad. I'm so glad I get sad because I feel so deeply and love so intensely when I'm sad. Do I need to stay there all day? No. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest is the Executive Director of Freedom and Fashion. Using the arts of fashion and beauty, they empower youth and women overcoming sex trafficking, domestic violence, and other injustices. Laverne Delgado opened up about her own past trauma, which she funneled and used as a driving force through her spiritual practice to make a difference and give back to those who went through similar experiences. She took something that was terrible and used it as a vessel to create beauty and positivity in the world. Freedom in Fashion does exactly that by offering incredible programs that were uniquely designed to take women from a place of discouragement to one of power and self-love. All right. Well, I want to welcome the Executive Director of Freedom and Fashion, Laverne Delgado. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to spread love. I love <laughs> this podcast. I love all your channels. Thank you. That's, uh, that means so much. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, and if you could just let people know, like, what, what is the mission? What is the purpose uh, behind uh, your beautiful organization, Freedom in Fashion? Well, thank you for that. So uh, we are an organization that uses fashion, beauty, and now other healing modalities as well to empower survivors of sex trafficking, domestic violence, and other injustices. Um, 
it's really, it's a fun job, quite intense and unique, even more so during a pandemic, but it's really cool to use these art forms and even ancient practices to help these survivors heal themselves. How did you get here? How, like, why are you on this path and mission to help these young women uh, and empower them so that they can, you know, find love in themselves and look at life in a more positive way um, and move forward from, you know, these terrible injustices that have happened to them? Yeah. So how I, I got here, I just, you know, that can be a really big or really technical question, but, you know, I'm a spiritual person and I am somebody too with a very unique story. I've gone through a lot of abuse in my life and, you know, I was sexually abused as a kid. And unfortunately that's a common story for a lot of women, boys too. But, uh, I think I've just always had my anchor in spirituality growing up. And I knew that there was someone, something it's looking out for me. And that kind of gave me a really strong moral compass to want to give back and understand some of the intricacies of humanity at a young age, even though I didn't know it at that time, you know, Mm -hmm. I knew the value of giving back. I knew it impacted my spirit and just made me a happier person. You know, I think when people go through turbulent times, helping humanity is one of the best healing aids. And even though maybe I couldn't have an intellectualized that at a young age, I definitely could feel the emotional reward. So my journey in volunteering and activism started very, very young. Uh, I was in high school doing stuff and Uh, I became an executive director at 26, which is a bit unorthodox, I hear, but I did it and I taught myself on the job and really just threw myself into it, failed forward. And somehow, some way I found myself on your podcast. And how did you find yourself at Freedom in Fashion? Were you one of the, the founders of it or was it already started and then they brought you in? How did that go? Yeah. So technically it was already started, but Freedom in Fashion has as I describe it, has had two lives. So we started as an anti-human trafficking platform, which was really great. It did a really great job. But when I came on board, um, there was a transition of vision, mission. We restarted the whole thing, new articles of incorporation, new everything, because uh, it was just time. And we actually started as a faith-based organization as well. And now we are a bit, we've brought in our scope, though many of us are, you know, I think it's pretty common that when somebody has an elevated consciousness, they are tapped into some source, God, divine, you know? So our team does reflect that reality as well, but we are a, uh, we changed the faith-based component and um, broadened our scope in that way. And we've added education elements and, Uh, resource elements. So I came on about seven going on eight years now. And I, so I definitely want to talk more uh, about freedom and fashion, but I'm very intrigued by your spirituality. 
mm-hmm. and you growing up uh, in that realm. Who, so I guess, first off, who instilled the spirituality in you? Was it your parents, a relative? Yeah. So I actually grew up Catholic. Me too. Okay. Okay. You know, I think Catholicism has a lot of beauty to offer as far as traditions and prayers and just how devout Catholics are to their faith. And that structure in the midst of, you know, I grew up in the inner city and I, as I mentioned, went through a lot of abuse. I think that structure really helped at least give me a check-in point to like, okay, Sunday's I'm going to get an opportunity to tap in whether I choose to or not. And I was a part of youth groups and things like that. And yeah, just, I mean, my, my abuse started at, you know, four years old. And I think when that kind of fracture happens, I'm speaking from experience, just personal and also being around this stuff all day, every day the soul is just longing to be healed. We want to be aligned. We want to be, you know, the best version of ourselves. Uh, And I just relentlessly pursued that. I think I was on survival mode. It was very much a part of my uh, surviving practice. I don't know. You know, I went through like suicidal ideations and things like that, which is actually quite common. And I think very, um, I would hope to be a little bit more normalized, but, you know, I went through those things at a young age as well, had an amazing mother and things like that. So it had nothing to do with, with the efforts of, of my parents, but it's just, that was just kind of what happened. So my spirituality really did kind of carry me through some low lows and also got be, is still a guiding path to help me do cool things like this. And and be able to see the, I don't even want to say purpose because I think it's so much deeper than even purpose, Mm -hmm. but just to see my opportunity in this human experience and how much it's maximized my human experience. Like had that not happened to me, who knows? I can't say, but it would, I would assume I may not have been able to experience the richness of love that I have. I'm 33. You know, I've had had a hell of a run so far and I've gotten, I get to say that I've seen the darkest and the lightest of humanity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I am, you know, I'm sorry for your experiences when you were younger. I have so much love for you. Thank you for just being open uh, and sharing it in this safe space. Um, Are you, are you familiar with Abraham Hicks? Oh yeah. I figured you would be. So I've been, uh, um, listening to Abraham for a few years now. And, uh, I was just uh, listening. I I do a lot of books on audible and I was listening to the vortex. Mm -hmm. And then I was listening. Now I'm listening to a conversation between her and Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, but what Abraham talks a lot about is experiencing contrast. It's like, we need to know what we don't want in order to know what we want and in knowing what we don't want, we are in that moment shooting off rockets of desire to what we do want. So it's like in those experiences, experiences that you had, you kind of brought so low to be like, what, like, where can I go from here? What do I want? And in those experiences led you in this direction, like you kind of just mentioned uh, mm-hmm. as well. And right now in the conversation between her and uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, do you know uh, Wayne Dyer? 
I'm not too familiar, but I've heard the name tossed around. He's incredible as well. Uh, one of my favorite books of his is um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. Mm-hmm. That was like a paradigm shifting, like opening for me. It was wild. And uh, in their conversation, uh, Wayne was talking about how he hated his father his whole life. Yeah, just like this rage and anger towards his father for mm-hmm. up until he was 34. And in talking to Abraham about it, he actually, after his father died, he literally went to the gravesite, not in a kind way, because he was filled with rage and wanted to like curse at his father. And then he said he got back in, he was about to get back in his car to leave. And then he felt this pull towards uh, the grave again. So he went back there and he felt just this release and forgiveness of his father. After that, he said everything opened up. He was able to get his writing back. He wrote best-selling books. Um, but with those experiences, it's just very interesting. And then Abraham asks him this too. And he's like, well, do you think that you would like be who you like? And Dr. Wayne Dyer has traveled the globe. It's in one, like one of the forefronts of spirituality. And she asked him, she's like, well, do you think you would be the same person? Would you experience who you are now without that? And they both together, were like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. Right. Without that hate and those terrible emotions and that feeling towards his father, he never, ever would have been on the path and gone in the direction he went. And it's just very kismic that I was literally listening to a part of that this morning uh, on my walk with my dog. And then, you know, you share your story and they just align, you know, there's similarities there that have guided you now to where you are. It's beautiful. Well, you've got, I mean, it sounds like uh, your curiosity is leading you to some really cool revelations. And yeah, Abraham Hicks is just, I, I continue to learn from her. And what a unique bird. So beyond, well, again, this stuff isn't, you know, all that futuristic. This is ancient practice. This is a lot of the way we were created to manifest, to be able to speak things into reality, to um, elevate, you know. But mm. anyway, it's really cool that you that you devour that. And that is quite quite kismic (laughs) yeah ironic at least (laughs) yeah Uh, and can i ask you too what are what are some like spiritual or just practices that you have um that you maybe have helped guide you in this direction or things that you do on a regular basis to stay you know in this vibration uh, and stay as aligned to source uh as you can as often as possible right Right. And isn't it just a daily practice? (laughs) Sure. Uh, Life has its way of humbling us all, but prayer is a big thing for me. I've, I've prayed again since I was young and that is something that, um, you know, Catholicism did teach me, you know, they have a a really beautiful uh, Rolodex of prayers, if you will. Mm -hmm. But uh, just learning to, you know, that, God source is not someone or something outside of myself that, you know, as Kanye says, I am God horrible reference at this time for him, Kanye, (laughs) but you know, he's still divine in his right. But I'm just saying like that kind of mentality that it is not something to obtain. Our divinity is not something to earn something we need to elevate into. We can become more, connected and aligned as you say but we are divine in our essence and our integrity you know i have arrived 
Now Mm -hmm. it's just learning how to use my tools. So prayer, gratitude is a huge thing, which I know that that's a huge thing for you as well. Uh, You know, gratitude and generosity are some actual uh, practices, like literal practices that I take into my day. So saying those gratitude affirmations as non-revolutionary as that sounds. And I'm sure some people will just roll their eyes at hearing that at this point, but it just works. It's the reason, the reason why it's said so often is because it just works, you know, Mm -hmm. drink water. It just works. (laughs) And then generosity too. Um, I learned a lot about spirituality in my human intimate relationships you know, I was married at a time and that was a domestic violence situation, learning about that and my contributions as, you know, as, um, within the advocacy world that may seem a little, you know, raise a couple eyebrows. However, I know I'm a, I'm a contributor to everything I'm involved in. So, um, getting real with myself and how I show up in my relationships, what I allow the self-abuse I allow to myself and therefore perpetuates in my relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. these are all things that my partners have given me the arena to learn in. So I learn a lot in my romance, romantic relationships. Um, So that in prayer, and I guess to cap that thought off as it's kind of gone a little bit all over the place is that, gratitude but then asking like generosity being in the arena of romance and just human intimacy right a question I constantly ask myself is how can I give in this moment Uh, and the piece the element that I had missed for so long is how can I give to myself in this moment and therefore that flows into my partner rather than completely eliminating myself which has been a learning curve for me, you know, codependency, if you will, but how can I give to myself in this moment? Therefore all through me, all things flow. And it makes me a very generous person. And it's one of my most proud attributes. Mm. And giving to ourselves in not in like a selfish way, but in a loving, caring, compassionate way, when we are able to give to ourselves, that is how we're able to show up the best in the world. That's how we're able to show up as our best version in our relationships, in moments with a stranger, um, in a moment where somebody cuts us off when we're driving. Like if we can help get ourselves in a good state by practicing self-love and self-care and these things, it is the, I just, it's the best thing that we can do for the consciousness of the planet. It's the best thing that we can do for the world. And like you said, I love that it all flows. It flows through us. Mm -hmm. We can't rely on somebody else. We need to be in a beautiful state of being and everything else falls into place. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because I mean, how we view generosity, it's, it's, it's typically the same in all areas of our life. You know, if you think that you are doing wrong by giving to yourself, that does follow through to your generosity to others. You know, we are one being. And I, I realize it's that whole, like you judge yourself as you judge others, you judge others as you judge yourself. So if I was to judge myself for being generous and be like, Oh, you're selfish, Laverne, there is 
selfishness out there. Don't get me wrong, but that's where consciousness and awareness comes in, right? There's, mm. there's levels to this thing. So, uh, for me, yeah, just having a history of abuse and then, um, working with, with people who have gone through these things in some of the most horrific ways. And, and there are real victims of the world. So I will say that I think that, you know, we're on this, it, it's cool. This, this kind of general like wavelength of, I don't even think that's accurate to say, or there's this trend I'll say of like owning your power, you create your, your life. And, and that is very true. But then there are real victims of the world who are in Ukraine right now, who are children who are being trafficked and, only when I truly like am connected to my divinity, like in its integrity, will I understand why certain things happen, you know, in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. However, I am not one of those people. I assume you are not one of those people. And hopefully majority of your listeners are not these people. You know, they're people who are given the space and opportunity to genuinely create our life. And I, had to take responsibility that I was genuinely co-creating the turmoil in my life as well. Yikes. (laughs) It's, it's a very empowering. So when you have the idea, okay, I'm co-creating, you know, everything's perspective. Everything is how you look at it. So in your co-creation, you could be pissed at that and be like, how can I be a co-creator? Look what's happening to me. This is not what I want. And in that moment, you're kind of the victim and you lose your power and you lose your control. Mm-hmm. But if you embrace it and feel the empowerment of being a co-creator, look at it in a positive way, not in the selfless victim way. And you say, I am a co-creator that, and, and you live and, and you exist in that realm. That to me is all the power. You're literally giving yourself the strength and the concept and perspective that you are contributing to what's going on. And by you contributing to it, even though things might look bad right now, and that's where I feel like people have like the disconnect, like, well, how am I contributing to this? It's so bad. But when you realize you are contributing to you, that gives you the power to change things. Because mm-hmm. for me, if it's like, if we're not a co-creator, it's like, I have no control over everything. Everything is out of my, out of my grip. There's nothing I can do to try to make the situation better. It's like, we lose everything. But when we can get down with the idea that we are a co-creator and that we are literally creating and manifesting and law of attraction, bringing every situation to us based on our thoughts and our vibration, it's like, okay, cool. So let me work on this. Let me go inward and let me make a change. Let me do things that can actually create something different because I have the power to do that. For sure. And I think there's, okay, so for me, and I, I, I'll even say for, I think a lot of people, there's this motivational, like we are powerful. We, you know, mindset, 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 but then there's our current way of being. And then there's that huge gap, Yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. and there's so many of us that practice the affirmations. We do the thing, like we show up, we genuinely, we read the books but there's one element I know, at least for myself, that I was missing for years. And that was the element of sacrifice. We genuinely need to let go of the emotional rewards of being a victim 
to embody our true empowerment to be powerful. And that kind of sucks sometimes Mm. because we sacrifice our right to be right. We sacrifice our right to feel good or want to feel like, you know, I'm a good person. I would never put myself in this position. I would never contribute to this crappy situation in my life. You know, we sacrifice, you know, our sometimes control and it it is a hard thing to do, especially when we are programmed to be victim, honestly, you know, to be um, just kind of, you know, spectators in our own life sometimes. So that sacrifice part was huge because when I truly every day choose to be an empowered woman, a divine goddess, a queen, all the cool labels that we just all throw out there, right? It comes with such a huge sacrifice that throughout time becomes easier and easier. And then also I'm not even attracted to it anymore. I don't want to feel powerless. I felt powerless for most of my life. You know, I'm okay now with practice and repetition, repetition with giving up these emotional rewards of of being a victim because I realized, you know, you know, and this is getting quite heady, but there's a very intellectual component to this as well. Just being able to see as black as black, white as white, you know, um, are you getting the results you want by being in this vibration? Are you getting the results you want by being the victim or the non-contributing player on the field? And that my answer was just no. At the end of the day, right, wrong, or indifferent, these are not the results I want. So if I have to eliminate being the victim in every situation I'm in to meet people like yourself and have the impact that I'm having, I'll do it. Sometimes it is just very black and white for me as well. Yeah. Well, and I just, you know, sometimes I get so excited about these certain ideas and concepts that I think it comes out as these things are simple because in the moment, it's easy for me to talk about, you know, just like changing your mindset in the moment, appreciating the not so great things that happen um, and empowering yourself and literally taking your power back and understanding that you do, you do co-create. And I just want to make it really, really clear. These things, they're a sacrifice. It is difficult. It's easy to say it right now, but in the experience, who are we going to be? And I'm grateful this happened uh, like two weeks ago. Things in my life were kind of boom, 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 not, well, quote unquote, not going well. Mm -hmm. From my limited perspective in that moment, it felt like they weren't going well. But, you know, if I pull myself back and I let a little more time pass, were they really not going well? Or were they things I needed to grow and to learn and to be the better, the best version of myself? But when those things were happening, I was caught in them. You know what I mean? I was just like, I was really, really feeling them. And it was hard for me to take that step back and find the gratitude in them. And then my brother uh, said to me, he's like, he's like, just, if we're going to say that we are co-creators and that we are manifesting everything, right? It's either everything or nothing. So that means in these experiences right now that you're feeling you need to take some responsibility for creating them and manifesting them and bringing them to you. And as he said that to me, there was like a shot of just like anger that went through my body. And I had that thought, I didn't want to be here. How could you say I created this? 
And I really felt that for like a split second. And then I took a breath. I calmed myself down because it's very hard to think rationally when we're angry or upset. So I took a couple of breaths, calmed myself down and accepted that reality. Mm-hmm. And this has been years of practicing this, you know what I mean? And still I got angry. I got mad in that moment when he said that to me, I felt like he struck a chord in my, in my soul, in my body. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're not the simplest things, but I found such so much more peace in that, in taking, in taking responsibility, in knowing that this is here to serve me in some way. It may be difficult right now, but there is something here and something that he's helped me a lot with too, is like, everything is a gift. So no matter what happens, be like, that was a gift. Thanks. Like when things aren't going great, it's like, where's the gift here? And like, where's their gratitude here? And when we can change our mind and when we train ourselves enough and we can literally change our perspective in that moment to always see the gratitude or always see the gift that has massive ramifications over the course of our life. It is insane. And you might get it once and then you don't get it. You know, you might do it once. And then the next three times you don't see the gratitude or you don't see the gift there, but then you might see it again that next time. And then you don't see it for 10 more times, but that's the work. And and when I say work, it's to me, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's fun. Sometimes in it, it doesn't feel that way, but when we can literally take that step back and be like, okay, where is the good here? It is somewhere. I am a massive part of this manifestation of bringing this to me. So like, why is this here for me? What is, what is this here to serve? How is this here to serve me in a way? Right. Yeah. You know, gosh, this is so annoying to even hear sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes at myself. However, truth is truth. At the end of the day, you know, I had a panic attack like last earlier in the week, which was like, you know, I haven't had one in a while. It's just some things that come from, you know, trauma. And if you haven't had trauma in your life, you definitely do now with the global pandemic. But anyway, I had um, one come up for me and I worked myself through it. It's been a really long time since I've had the last one. And I just like, oh, in that moment, even I found myself and this is, it took a lot for me to get here. So I don't want to like say this is easy or this is something that, you know, one can just do, you know? Uh, But I, I coached myself through it and I actually found myself being grateful. I was like saying thank you to my body for like, thank you for showing me that this isn't right. Thank you for showing me something's wrong or, you know, I don't have a problem with that word. Right. But you know what I mean? That something is um, going on with my body. Thank you for the response, the blinking light. Thank you for um, my body, my temple affirming that what has happened to me in my past was not in alignment with divinity, you know? And I found myself just saying, really, thank you for my system. Thank you for my breath which carried me through that moment the power of breathing you said in your last you know your last statement just step back and that like is so major that is one thing that if we all can just learn in these moments of emotion and and anger and all these things that aren't even bad they're all just telling us things you know 
but to just literally, sometimes even if you're with somebody, just physically even step back, creating space and air, you know, Mm -hmm. to see, well, thank you. Thank you for this conflict between me and this individual, because it's showing me that I have opinions. They have opinions. I'm collaborative in this moment as long as I am, right? I'm talking something through. Even if I'm so right and stern in my opinion, I'm at least giving it enough space to like talk. That means I'm at least 1% open, you know? Like Mm -hmm. there's so much to be grateful for and even all these emotions and anger is one that anger and sadness is something that I've had a really beautiful developing relationship with because collectively I think a lot of people label those things as bad when they're just you know my sadness for humanity and I've learned this this year so this isn't like I'm not Gandhi by any means you know but I'm just saying my sadness for humanity is probably one of my greatest gifts because I'm not okay with so much that happens, so much that I work with, so much that I see. And I spent a lot of time trying to change that rather than just accepting this will probably always make me sad. Hmm. I'm probably never gonna be okay and will not know the grand scheme of why this stuff happens, why children are, are being trafficked. I'm going to thank God for my sadness because that shows me I'm not okay. And I'm not going to change it. I'm not, I'm done trying to change it. Some of this will always piss me off and I'm okay with that. As long as I don't hurt myself and other people and I can work through those emotions, go on a hike, get some vitamin D, hang out with my friends and get myself to experience the other emotions of life, happiness, joy, fun, gratitude, all these other things. I'm having a full experience of all that this life, including the emotional spectrum has to offer. You could look at it in a way, and this is kind of difficult at times, but how grateful are we to feel the full spectrum of emotion? Mm -hmm. One moment we can be rocks of desire of joy and happiness and then pulled into depression. And like, I know nobody ideally wants to be depressed or be in that state. It can be very difficult, but how wild is that that we're able to experience such opposite ends of the spectrum. It's honestly, to me, it's extremely interesting. And something that I've just recently, and you were just talking about this, started to understand is that, because I I used to have a very bad temper when I was younger. So anger was something I wanted to run away from. I didn't want anger. I looked at that as a terrible thing, an awful thing that I just wanted nothing to do with. And our sadness and our anger and those things, you're right. they, They are guiding forces for us to let me know, okay, I don't align with this thing, right? When you feel sad towards the trafficking that's happening, that is you telling yourself, I do not align with this. I do not agree with this. This is not who I am. This is not a part of me, right? So when we can just use, and this is something I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm not trying, I am working at every single day, um, being okay with my emotions and being okay with the quote unquote negative ones and looking at them more as, okay, this is just telling me that this doesn't align with who I truly am. Mm -hmm. And like, thank you, right? Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for this energy and motion, this emotion that is making it so transparent to me 
that this is not me and this does not align with my soul and my purpose. Yeah, for sure. I think I, I honestly do think anger and I've been so afraid of anger for so long because I was in a domestic violence situation. And then, you know, I just, I was scared of anger. I was scared of my own anger. You know, I just associated that with like violence and all the other, you know, unfortunate things that can come from it when it's not harnessed and, and mastered. But anger is such a gift. I'm so glad I get mad because I do some of my best work when I'm mad. I'm so glad I get sad because I feel so deeply and love so intensely when I'm sad. Do I need to stay there all day? No. And actually that is something you said depression. And I found myself wanting to say, I hope everybody gets the chance to be depressed at least for a season, you know, coming from somebody that like my depression's almost taken me out. You know, I, I really do think life for that experience because what a gift to be able to see into the darker, sometimes darkest, like corners of your soul. Would you not want to know yourself that intimately that you have that in you, you know, and we are all dark and light. And I think there's a lot of, um, you know, teachings that, that will, would, would suggest that darkness is bad. There's mm. no part of you that is bad. Yes. There is no part of me that is bad. I learned to love my darkness and my light and learn that they both need to coexist. And I've gone into some of the, you know, darkest corners of my soul. And I've seen, you. and, and what has that given me? Humility. I can genuinely sleep better at night because I understand though I'm not a perpetrator and I don't think I will ever have that ability to do, you know, some of the things that people do to somebody else. I'm humble enough to understand the intricacies of the human spirit and the mind to inquire and, and seek out more knowledge to understand perpetrators more. And I've actually developed a genuine empathy for them. Do not condone anything that they do. However, they are among some of the most abused people in the world. And it all starts from somewhere. And this can go into another tangent, but I will just say these are the gifts and the blessings that when you can at least have that 1% of curiosity to get to know yourself in these dark times, sadness and anger become quite an ally when you can channel it and apply it in a really productive way. Hmm. Yes. That's awesome. When you can channel it and apply it in a really productive way, that is beautiful. When you really sit and grasp that and think about that, that's awesome. Oh, I do some of my best work when I'm pissed off. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can work like a run like a racehorse when I am mad, mm. but it's just getting into the lane. It's like, that's wisdom. You know, that's where yeah. wisdom comes in and like uh, maturity comes in to be able to not be a victim to your own anger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. When, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's tough. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it takes, could take a lot of time in order to shift from letting the anger take over you 
and you being the victim as opposed to, like you said, being able to take it and channel it and use it for good. So what's the gap? Because I know I would ask that. All right, cool, Justin Laverne. Awesome. What's the gap? Breath. Breathe. Learning to breathe, appreciating mm-hmm. your breath, learning how you can breathe into the different parts of your body, like what that does, the power of life that flows in and out of our nostrils and mouth every day. This is the gap. If somebody's out there listening to all of these cool ideas that we're tossing around and cool revelations that we've both learned. And if you're somebody like me, even a year ago, I'd be like, all right, cool, dope. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. Get a breathing coach meditate, go to yoga, do whatever you can. Abraham Hicks talks about this. You know, a lot of the great teachers that have learned far beyond what we currently understand know the power of breath. If you can just harness your breath, get that far, just get that far. Don't even worry about anything else that we've said. Breathe. It will do wonders and that will be a lily pad to the next step. Yes. And that I'm, I'm glad you brought this up too, because what, right. It's good to give the examples of what's helped us. And those have absolutely helped me. You already mentioned meditation for me, it's mindfulness and like consciousness. And I've been able to connect more with those through meditation. So through meditating almost daily, it helps me in those moments where maybe I feel this burst of anger or madness or whatever it may be to be mindful. So before when I felt those moments, I would go unconscious and the anger, whatever it was, would take over me. It would rear its ugly head. And I was like, a, you know, it was like a demon that literally just came over my body. And like the real Justin was kind of just like pushed down and quiet. Mm-hmm. But now in being more mindful, when that happens, when that roar starts to come, I'm able through meditation to be mindful in that moment and to take that breath and to stop to realize this is happening, not let it overtake me and not become unconscious, but to realize it's there and to remain in my vibration and remain in my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. yeah. Meditation is a great, and I, I think for me, you know, when I would hear this, I would, because I've in my um, understanding of what meditation was back then, I would just fail at it all the time. So I got annoyed with like meditate. I'm like, <laughs> Lord, but it's really important to note that meditation looks different and there's lots of different, you know, outfits that it wears, you know, there is the value, immeasurable value of being still sitting down and actually clothing, closing your eyes, breathing, doing all the things. Right. But I have a friend who meditates at the gym, like she will go on the treadmill and she will put it, you know, on a lower setting and close her eyes and she'll just walk. And that's, it's easier for her to meditate and like visualize Mm. doing that. There's so many ways to meditate. So learning those different ways and finding the one that you, you know, that fits best, that helps you succeed the easiest, especially for beginners is game changing because, you know, meditation, I think, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, somebody who I'm sure you know about, um, teaches a lot about this but uh understanding that it looks it looks different so if if anybody's listening and they just think that they've failed at meditation um you just haven't found the the expression of it that you would like best yet and keep looking 
Absolutely. I totally agree. And for anyone who might be getting frustrated or who started it a few times, but your mind keeps drifting and you feel like you can't pull it back and you're getting mad and you're giving up on it. It took me years to understand this. And a buddy of mine on the podcast helped me understand this. There's gratitude in those moments too. There really is because when your mind takes you somewhere else and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, how did I get all the way over there? That gives you the experience and the opportunity to bring your awareness back in. Without those moments of your mind going off, you almost like don't have the practice because you are unable to practice pulling yourself back in. And that's when you need it in real life experiences, mm-hmm. right? Like you need that practice during meditation, realigning yourself. So when it happens in a real life situation, when things are getting a little bit, a little bit out of control, you have that practice and the awareness and the mindfulness to then pull yourself back in and to be easy with ourselves when that happens. Cause I used to be like, Oh, like I used to get aggravated with myself. I'm like, I'm meditating here. Why do I keep letting my mind run off into these random places? And I would, once I would realize that I'd be like, all right, Justin, like get your shit together. And then I decided with through talking to my buddy, just being easy with myself, seeing it happen and be like, oh, okay, cool. My mind's over there. That's my awareness looking at that now, instead of being it, I'm aware that I'm there and being grateful for the practice to realign and to bring myself back to the present moment and just being thankful for it. Yeah. And you know what, Justin, as you know, like this world is hard enough as it is. The last thing we need is to try and meditate and just beat the shit out of ourselves. Seriously. (laughs) So it's like what in meditation and then judging ourselves, which the world can do pretty dramatically as it is, instead of saying, you know, my mind is too busy, I just can't seem to slow down. And you start saying all these like negative judgments. What if we then say, wow, my mind is a really interesting place. I really have great ideas. Look how fast this thing goes. Holy shit. Like, how cool is that? That you can think so much in so little time, you know, like, and start being, thank you. Thanks. Wow. Look how fast I can go. Glad to know I know that. Now I'm just going to practice slowing down. Thank you for that. Honestly, I never thought about it that way. And that, that is huge. That is definitely going to help me moving forward in meditating and just being like, cool. Right. Because in every moment we can look at something as bad or uh, good or bad, right? We can look at something as positive or negative. And when we can stack up the opportunities or the times in our life where we view things as a positive instead of a negative, that's how we truly change our lives. And that's how we live a happier, more joy-filled life when we're able to see the positive and the good in more situations than not. So thank you very much for that. I'm definitely going to use that moving forward. That was awesome. I want to really just point out that I have so much love for you because you've taken the trauma and the hardships of your life and you, through your spirituality, through your practices, you have been able to guide those into a positive way to give back to the world. So just honestly, that is so special um, and really incredible. So I just want to give you a lot of love um, for taking those experiences and and creating good out of them. It's really amazing. Well, I think what's something that we share, which makes it a lot easier is human beings are really cool. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people causing a lot of destruction and literal wars right now. But as you see on your platform, like people are so cool. They're so 
the things that create TikTok has really, really helped me see this. Like I watched TikTok and I said, oh, people are cool. Look at the kind of content people create. How do they stitch these videos together? Like what, you know? Um, and it's not hard to spread love when you're in the vibration of love. If you're, you know, at least trying to elevate, it's not hard to find love, you know? If you really want to know, I talk to flowers sometimes. That's how in love I am sometimes, you know, I just like so grateful, but it's not this, like, it's not a book that got me there. It's not a podcast that got me there. I've genuinely seen the dark of the dark to where I see a flower and I am so grateful for that flower genuinely grateful for the beauty of a pink flower because it's just, I love earth. I'm very connected to earth. And I just, you know, when you see so much darkness, yeah. God, are you yes. thankful for the light? I'll just say that. That's, that's and, perfect. And love is uncapped. Love is infinitely abundant. Love is who we are. It is in within us always. We can't detach from love because it's who we are. It's just remembering that. And it's literally just connecting back to it in moments. So I think that's just important to know that love is infinitely abundant. It will never run out. It is always here. It is always around us. It's just allowing ourselves to accept it and be with it. This conversation has been incredible. It definitely, I did not think we were going to go down this path. And I, it's such a gift. And I'm so grateful that we have gone in this direction. Um, we're getting close to the end of the episode. So I definitely, uh, I could talk to you forever about this. Um, but I want to just pull it back a little bit to freedom and... <laughs> yeah. Uh, to freedom and fashion. And I know you have the different experiences in which you are helping these women. I love this, right? So it's a place. Yes. You help these women come from a place of discouragement to one of reality and power. And you're using the arts of fashion and beauty to empower youth and women overcoming those injustices that have happened to them in the past. And I know that you have a few different experiences. Um, that you do with them. We have the fashion experience, the beauty experience, and the stylist experience. You could just give us everybody just a quick understanding of what those are and what those are able to provide and fulfill and do for those women. Absolutely. So yeah, those are three pillars of our educational program that we've since grown from. This was a bit, uh, we're actually working on a, a website uh, transition now, but our three pillars have, have expanded because we've grown so much and we've learned a lot about ourselves as an organization throughout the pandemic. So here's how I express our impact. We educate, we raise awareness, and we provide resources. Everything we do will fall into one of those three buckets. Education is a huge part of what we do, which, you know, those three experiences fall under that are in that bucket, you know, they're in that bucket. Those are different curriculums that our students could go through. And it all just depends on where they are in their healing journey. Are we in a high school? What age they're in, they are. There's a lot of elements that are determining factors to what curriculum we provide. And that's all under our education bracket. Resources is a huge initiative of ours. And even more so since COVID because schools were shut down. We were all socially distanced and quarantined for some time. 
people just needed stuff. They needed food, water, shelter, clothing, hygiene, all these things. And we're very proud to have been able to meet that need exponentially. We made national news last year and we are a tiny but mighty organization. And we just did a lot for a lot. Um, and then we have awareness, something as I expressed earlier, we've been doing since the inception of the organization, raising awareness you know, of human trafficking during a time when we didn't know about you know, the Jeffrey Epsteins and taken movies and things like this. It was still a very um, kind of, you know, people thought it, it did, either didn't know it happened or they thought it happened far away from them. So we've raised some very important awareness with, you know, for the past going on 13 years now. And that has been consistent uh, throughout, you know, from then to now. So those are our three pillars of impact. And the easiest way for people to get involved with us uh, is the resource, the resource pillar. Um, unless you're somebody like yourself, you know, who you have a platform, you're raising awareness right now. You are in that awareness bracket. You are partnered with us in that. The resources are a huge, easy way for people to give back. And um, whether that be, of course, financial, but we get a lot of cool stuff from a lot of brands and boy, do our survivors love it. So, and individuals too, you know, we've been very blessed and actually the, our organization thrives on the individual giver. We have a lot of consistent people that just love helping. Uh, that's awesome. Nonprofits. And wh where, um, where are the social media handles for you? um, for the organization website, how can people, cause I want anyone who's listening to this right now, who could really use this organization either to help them or to help you, or because they are someone who has experienced these traumas in the past. And they're like, Oh my, I've been looking for something like this to help me. Or if somebody listening, knows somebody who can either help or needs this sort of support, uh, from the organization. So I'm um, just pleased that everybody know how they are able to contact or, or just get more awareness or just be able to see you guys more so they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram is a great tool and freedom and a N D fashion is our handle. That is probably the, just DMing us is a really easy way info at freedom and and fashion.org is an email if you're if you like to email and our website is freedom and and fashion.org so i think you know we're pretty we're pretty responsive and and we have that's the luxury of being a more grassroots organization as we very few things fall through the cracks. So if you reach out, we, we have a team that's very intentional in getting back. So I'd love to hear from your listeners. If they're anything like yourself, which I believe they are, it'd be a joy. And I'm sure that this is just the beginning of a lasting ripple effect yes. from this conversation. And then Laverne, um, that was great. And uh, so I want to ask you uh, just the final question, the question I ask everybody um, on the podcast and uh, I would just preface it with my, you know, my goal and dream and, and what I am going to help achieve in this world in reality uh, is a more loving consciousness, right? One that is literally more one, one that's more vulnerable and open, accepting and understanding of each other. One that's more forgiving, one that's more kind, one that's more empathetic. 
Um, so you're such a beautiful soul. And sometimes this can seem like a, you know, a big, overwhelming, daunting question. Uh, but there is such simplicity to it. And I think the simplicity comes when we can kind of take that step back, not feel so overwhelmed by it and be like, what actually just makes sense? Um, so how do you feel like just you and who you are, how are you contributing to this sort of a shift in consciousness? I am love. For that is what I choose to be. Me just existing shifts the consciousness. And if you rolled your eyes, well, guess what? You could be loved too. <laughs> uh, that was so good. Honestly, just that made me just feel so good. I have like goosebumps literally from that. And I just felt a jolt of like high vibration because. <laughs> right. I am. Everybody is every single person in this world. Anyone listening right now, mm -hmm. you are love. And that is it. Be love. And that is literally how we can shift the consciousness of the planet. Because if you think about it, right. If in every moment we are literally love. So that person who was mean to you, you, you are love back to them to the parent that you've had a struggle with your whole life because of how they raised you and, and what they may have done to you, have love for that, have love for that parent. And in all those moments, can you imagine if we chose to have to, to feel love and to be love? And it is a choice and not always the easiest one, but it is always a choice. And if we can choose love, imagine every single person in every moment being who they truly are, which is love and choosing that. I want to say as often as possible, but every single time, that is literally, we would be living in heaven on earth. That is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then it all yeah. comes down to self. You know, I, I'll leave you with this. You know, I have a nonprofit, very mission-driven person. And for a long time, you know, if somebody asked, you know, what's your purpose? What's your mission? I think these girls these, these survivors, they're my purpose, they're my mission. And as beautiful as that is, um, there is an elevated awareness that I now have. And I actually have a personal mission statement and my personal mission is me to be the healing and the love that I so wish to see in the world. My only mission in the morning when I wake up is how do I love myself the best today? How do I give so freely to myself today? Like, how do I, and, and when you do that with pure intentions and you're tapped in and you're tapping in through you, all things flow. Mm -hmm. My mission is me. I am love. I truly believe that I am a vibrational being and that I create my reality. If I just focus on myself and I can at least get this right here. And I don't need, I don't. And that's so crazy. I know for some people to hear from a woman who runs a nonprofit that lives her life every day, giving to, you know, others, but it's because I give to myself. There's a balance here and through me, all things flow. So I hope that that was easily, easily understood. I tried my best to express why it's so important for mm my mission to be me because um self-love is we are a reflection you know to this world if i could love myself dearly mm -hmm. and truly i could love you the same i am so happy for you that you have come to that realization 
That is awesome. And that is really it. Sometimes I feel like people, when it's like, well, you know, I have to serve, I have to, you have to like choose your word. And you did a, that was a brilliant way to explain that. Um, and I feel like a lot of the times it's like choosing our words carefully and trying to describe this because people get like, well, that's selfish. You're doing what's good for you, but we need to remove that from ourselves. You know, because doing doing what's good for you does (laughs) doing what's good for you is the best way for you to do what is best for others and to do what is good for others. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's outlets to us guys plug into awareness, plug into, you know, prayer, plug into these things. So you're not just doing what's good for yourself at the expense of others, you know, plug in, that is what's going to help you truly do what is best for yourself, you know, and uh, don't take this and run with it. There are, there are, you know, elements to doing this in its integrity, but I hope everybody does what's best for themselves. Hell yeah. Love yourself first. Go do your thing. And, um, I just want to encourage you, you know, it's, it was very hard for me to learn that I went through a lot, you know, and that's one thing I will say, I, I, I'm proud to, to express finally and mean Mm. it that no one's going to take that away from me. And I'll just, selfishness is lack in consideration for others. This is the opposite of that because you taking care of yourself, doing these practices, putting yourself in the best state of mind, the most beautiful, loving, kindest, compassionate state of being, that is literally the most, that's the most considerate thing you can do for the people around you and the world. And And I'm a more lovable person. (laughs) People love me when I do this. I'm an easier person to love. Like, please let me give to myself. Oh, I think that is, I, I literally just posted something yesterday talking about the importance of, of self-care uh, and self-love. And I'm, I'm grateful that we got to touch on it because it is, I think, truly one of the most important messages that needs to get out to, to the world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Through yes. you all things yes. slow. Laverne, thank yeah. you so much for being here. This conversation was incredible it it honestly hit me in so many different ways um that i you know just so many different things i did not think that we were going to touch on uh during this conversation and that's why life just keep things open go with the flow um be in the present and then beautiful things can arise that we never saw coming right we can have the idea of how we think things are going to go but god source the universe if we are just present it will take us to the most magnificent places that we never even thought existed or that we could have gotten to. So thank you. Well, thank you too. You have a beautiful uh, and in tune sense of, of awareness and curiosity because I said one word, spirituality, and you use that to catalyze this entire conversation. So you're very good at what you do. You genuinely find the gold. And I will say this, I have a lot to offer. I know that like I'm you know, I have life experience. I do a really cool thing. And just like you and in your listeners, we have a lot to offer, but my spirituality and these lessons I've learned are the best I could offer. And you found the gold very quickly. So kudos to you. You're great at what you do. And it's been a pleasure to ta- to just talk with you and, and be involved with your, your podcast. Oh my and gosh. Your listeners. It's a thank you. You are. Yeah. Thank you. You're so beautiful. Those words just really, really connected and touched me. Um, and I, I, I appreciate them so much. 
Um, everybody, thank you for being here with us. I hope this conversation inspired you, um, created some shifts in thought or consciousness and help bring awareness uh, to this beautiful organization, Freedom in Fashion, uh, who are really helping girls and women who may feel lost um, based on their past experiences. And that is such a beautiful thing to, to give these women uh, almost like a, a restart or a new path or a new life. And I mean, an organization like that, I could not get more behind. So if you're interested in checking them out, please um, go to their website, go to the IG. Everything will be listed uh, in the comments below uh, in the podcast. But again, appreciate everybody so much for being here. Laverne, you are the best. Um, thank you for just sharing this space with me and sharing it with the listeners. Um, and <laughs> a reflection of I, you. I love it. I feel like we oh, together sure. were able to create this space where we could just be our most authentic selves and just let our hearts shine. So, so much love. Yes. I love it. You're doing a great thing. And thank you to everybody listening. It's been an honor to share space with you all. Yes. We have so much love for you all. Um, take care and we'll see you next time.